right, we are back. I'm Janine. This is Get the Funk Out. And standing by to join me is Cindy Whitehead. If that name sounds familiar, she has an incredible motto. Well, I'm not going to read it. It's up on my blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. You'll, you'll want to read this. This is awesome. She has conquered the male-dominated profession of pro-vert skateboarding in the 70s and quickly became one of the top-ranked professional female vert- vertical skateboarders in the U.S., for pool riding and half pipe. So it's my pleasure to welcome this week's show, Cindy Whitehead. Good morning, Cindy. Hi, how are you? Good. Uh, you're just awesome, but you've probably heard that a gazillion times. Oh, thank you. You're so nice welcome. Nice to hear. Tell me, because I grew up in uh, New York and then Connecticut, and I love skateboarding. And I actually was telling my daughter this morning, you were coming on my show, I'm like, remember I told you my fantasy as a 14-year-old was skateboarding the Guggenheim? <laughs> Awesome. I mean, I love that spiral, you know, walkway. Tell me how you first got involved in skateboarding. Well, I grew up here in the city of Hermosa Beach, which is a small beach town, and I still live here now. Mm-hmm. And I started skating the streets and strands of Hermosa Beach with all my really good friends and just loved it. Absolutely loved it. That's and awesome. when skate parks started opening in the South Bay area here in California, I started moving into skate parks and loved that even more. So, that's how I got into it, very organically, actually. That's great. I mean, that was back in the day. I don't think we wore helmets and pads, and right? Or did maybe you did? Well, well, once you went to the skate park, they required you to wear them for liability issues. So yes. we were using, like, plastic hockey helmets. Oh, wow. Um, we were using volleyball knee pads. If you see some of the older pictures of me, you'll see those red knee pads or the blue <laughs> knee pads. Yeah. Those were volleyball knee pads. We used whatever we could find and get our hands on. And then finally, some people started getting smart and making gear for us yes. that had more protective services. I love it. And, and then where did things go for you? How did things progress? Well, it, it progressed kind of in a natural form. I ended up uh, competing a lot and doing demos and getting sponsored, all the things that you do, working your way up, mm-hmm. and uh, ended up uh, being with Puma Tennis Shoes and some skateboards, which is a pretty big deal for me and wow. still is, and uh, ended up turning pro at 16 wow. and uh, got a centerfold in the skateboard magazine before I turned pro and uh, one of the few girls to ever have one of those, which wow. is nice and also shocking because yeah. you'd think there'd be a lot more by now. Right. And, um, yeah, it kind of just went from there. And you also coined the term sports stylist. Tell me about that. Yeah. Well, when skateboarding kind of ended, I tried to figure out what my next career move was and worked into TV and production and ended up becoming a fashion stylist and working with celebrities here in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And eventually I realized I really wanted to work with athletes, and that started becoming a bigger thing out in the world. Nike was doing ads, those were Gatorade. So Mm -hmm. I worked my way into just working with pro and Olympic and regular athletes for sports-related products and ads, and uh, coined the the word sports stylist and trademarked it. I love it. I love it. Thank you. And you've been doing this for the past 25 years, right? That's correct. Yes, I just got back from a shoot with Wrangler um, two days ago. We were in Texas for a week, and that's what I do. Fly all all over the world, work with awesome pro athletes, and basically get paid to have fun. I love it. I love it. I love your style. I was looking at, you know, just the way you dress. And, you know, as we get older, we want to be comfortable. And, you know, we want to just feel like we're really being true to ourselves. Yeah, I think that's key, and I think a lot of times as we get older and move into different phases of our life, people think or say you have to look a certain way, 
And, uh, you know, I try to surround myself with people who don't have those preconceived notions, Mm -hmm. but I know I go out into the world and sometimes, especially, you know, women my age will look at me and go, what are you, why are you wearing ripped jeans and skater tennis shoes and riding around on a skateboard? But you know what? Got to do what's you. Yeah, because that's me. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's very simple. Um, You know what? I hate heels. I I can't stand how they make my feet feel. I mean, I'll wear them occasionally, but I'm much more of a sneaker girl and just being comfortable. Right. And, you know, you just find that also sometimes as you get older, you get more creative. And it seems like as you've gone on in your career, you're just growing in so many different ways. I I think as you get older, too, you get more comfortable with who you are Mm -hmm. and what you're about. I mean, hopefully. I've, I've always had a sense of self, and I've kind of not cared what other people thought about how I looked and dressed. If you look at the old photos of me with the headphones on top of my helmet, yeah. um, that's a very rare thing. That pictures, Those pictures are very iconic because nobody else really did that. <laughs> I didn't really care. I wanted to be listening to the radio and tuning in sounds and, and being yes. in my own little world. Yeah. So I was risking judgment, ridicule, whatever you want to call it, but headphones were tuning it out anyway. Yes. So I feel like even now as an adult, um, when people pass judgment, I usually tend to think, you need to get a life and be happy with yourself because right. I'm pretty happy with, with what I'm wearing and what I'm doing. And um, I, I think if you just surround yourself with those types of people, you don't really notice it anyway. Right, right. It's very unpretentious. I think. You well, I, yeah, I, I just like to be comfortable and I like to be me and I like to... Uh, you know, walk into a room and feel like me and not feel like a dressed-up Barbie doll if yeah. that's not what I'm into. Right, or that you have to dress like someone else in the room and, uh-oh, I better run home. Yeah, that's that's key, too. It's like you, you want to feel comfortable no matter what you're wearing. I mean, I think about Joan Jett. She's one of my total mm-hmm. idols or icons, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And I think about she would go to a wedding wearing what she wears every single day, and she would look bad <laughs> Um, I <laughs> can't say that on the radio, yeah. but you know what I mean. Yes. And, and she would be true to herself. She wouldn't turn around and put on a fancy dress just to conform. And that's yes. kind of where I take my inspiration from is someone like Joan Jett. I love it. Okay, so let's talk about 2012. You made national headlines by skateboarding down the closed 405. How'd that come about? <laughs> that was fun. Uh, they were closing down the freeway for Carmageddon for the second time. And uh, my husband and I thought, God, that would be so cool to skate down the freeway. Mm-hmm. So we kind of uh, had to plan to leave at 4.30 in the morning and, and try to get in. But they had posted police at every entrance and exit. They were kind of wise to people trying to play on the freeway from the previous Carmageddon. Right. And uh, we ended up finding a spot after two and a half hours in a broken down fence to climb through and run up. And it just ran left. He ran right. He got below me. I started skating. He shot it ran to the car, threw my stuff in the back, changed my sweatshirt off, changed my flip-flops, put a hat on my head so nobody recognized oh me God. if somebody had seen us, yeah. and jetted off and downloaded the film and put it on Instagram. And the power of a hashtag Carmageddon is what made that picture go viral. Whoa. That is yeah. wild. Yeah. The power of a hashtag is huge. It is. And yes. you, you actually, did you... I, I think I saw this on your TEDx talk. You actually wrote the number of uh, a bail bondsman on your arm. <laughs> I, I, I did. My my sister's a criminal attorney, and mm-hmm. she advised me that's a good thing to do because now that we all know our, you know, we don't know anybody's number to call because it's all on your cell phone. You don't have your friend's numbers memorized. 
They'll take everything out of your pockets when you go to jail. Something I'm not too familiar with, but my sister advised me on this. Okay, good. And she said, you better have some numbers. So on one arm, I had bail bondsmen. The other arm, I had three friends' numbers. Perfect. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. How amazing. So what happened after all that, everybody saw that footage? Well, a couple things happened. People were really excited and stoked, and mm-hmm. so was I. And then, of course, you know, there was those people out there in Internet land who were haters. And uh, what? Some, some really nasty comments, nasty things. You know, you're, you're a girl. You shouldn't be doing this. You're oh, a woman. Don't you know better at your age? Um, just, just a lot of, a lot of hate. But, yeah. you know, the, the thing is, a lot of that hate comes from people who are anonymous on the Internet. So you right. have to take it with a grain of salt. Yes. And my... My thought was, after reading a, a few of those comments, the, the good outweighed the bad, but after reading a few negative comments, I did basically shut the Internet down and good. said, I'm not reading them. And good. I've never gone back and read comments again. You shouldn't. No. It's, just, it's better to just, you know, do your thing and be happy with whatever you choose to do. Right. Now, is that why you started your brand and your blog, Girl is Not a Four-Letter Word? Well, it's part of the reason, yes, but the main reason is is because girls in skateboarding, I saw they didn't really have a venue to be seen and heard, mm-hmm. and I wanted to be able to give them that and have a place where they could go every day where other people could go and learn about the sport and see who these girls were and put a face and a name. I also saw a lot of people using pictures on the Internet of girls skateboarding and not saying who they were. They were... They were nameless faces, and I thought they all have names, and they're all good at what they do, and they need to be celebrated. Right. So that's kind of the premise behind the website, and then the brand was um, the brand came first, actually, and that was to give back to girls in skateboarding. So every collab that we do, like the Dusters California board um, that we have out with Girls Not Four Letter Word, it all gives back to girls in skateboarding via some sort of female nonprofit. That's amazing. Amazing. Thank you. Now, um, you are being honored, aren't you? I am. I'm very excited. I just found out on Saturday. So, Can, can you share that thing. news? Can you share the news? Yeah, I okay. can, actually. Um, I'm, being, I'm being inducted into the Skateboarding Hall of Fame this year, Amazing. and that's, um, that's a huge deal. It's, it's honoring your past and what you've done in the future your history in skateboarding, and you're nominated by a group of people in the industry, and all your peers and uh, people in the industry vote. And there's so many good girls out there in these categories, and I'm just really honored to be inducted this year. That is fantastic. Congratulations. Thank you. And that's uh, coming up in Anaheim at the Grove on May 13th, right? And yeah, the tickets? City National Grove on May 13th, and um, there are tickets available at Eventbrite. The thing that's great about this ceremony is it's not like Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or Baseball Hall of Fame where the public can't come. The public can absolutely attend, and they can buy tickets, general admission, or even a VIP table and uh, mingle with you know all the pro skateboarders that are there and I think the Grove holds like 1,500 people, so there's going to be a lot of people there. Very nice. Yeah. What's the, um, it's interesting, you know, I, I saw this video my daughter showed me of an 82-year-old woman who uh, is a triathlete. What's like the youngest and the oldest skateboarder, would you happen to know, that you've seen? Uh, well, youngest, I mean, I'm seeing kids on the Internet as, as young as like 18 months. What? I'm getting videos from parents, like putting their little girls on skateboards and holding, them, uh, holding on to them <laughs> as they skate. 
Now, I have a little girl that skates for girls, not a four-letter word, named Sky, and she's seven. And she's wow. been skating for a few years, and she's phenomenal. Like, wow. the things she's doing, we, we would never expect, but kids are excelling so fast these days. It's just amazing. And yeah. then as far as, like, adult women, I mean, my friend Judy Oyama is in her mid-50s, and she's still winning slalom championships world champion of slalom so i don't think there's any age limit on fun nor is there any age limit on skateboarding no and when i notice obviously about the young ones is they're so fearless because they don't know fear (laughs) yeah and they're very agile and they just they learn so quickly because they don't have those roadblocks up telling them oh i can't do something right um i i know that sky watches things she's in japan so she's kind of by herself over there she watches things on the internet Studies them, picks it up, goes out and does it. That's, that, a, that's a major talent. That is. That really is. Yeah. Do you have advice for people that want to get into this? I mean, I know not every parent perhaps might support their daughter skateboarding. I don't know. But, you know, somebody who's really passionate that wants to do this. Yeah. I, I think, first of all, everybody should support their daughter in whatever they love to do, including skateboarding. It's a really great pastime. It's um, a really, like, fun good, clean, fun, lots of nice people in the sport, Um, lots of parents around, too, nowadays. And I think the best way to encourage a girl to get involved is get a good board, go out and have fun, teach her the basics, come to a clinic. There's a lot of skate clinics going on. Come to a skate event. Every girl there will take the time to help you learn. We love that. We have one going on on April 30th in Venice, California, and every girl is welcome to come out. And we'd love to teach you how to skate. So I definitely hope that we'll see a bunch of girls there. So if they're not near Venice or they can't make that date, is there a website for other clinics? There's a bunch of different websites. We put a lot of it on girls, not a four-letter word. We put all the events that are coming up on the website, our website, so it's a central place where you can go and get all that info. So, yes, there's, there's clinics all over the country. That is great. Do you have advice for people? I mean, as I always say, this theme of the show is get the funk out. And I can imagine (laughs) skateboarding has probably helped you in so many ways. You know, stay positive, feel youthful, and on and on. Do you have advice for people that perhaps are in some kind of funk? Yeah, you know, I get getting those too. I think everybody does. My solution for it is allow yourself to have that moment yes. and work through it. I give myself a time limit. I It's kind of funny. I play a game with myself. Okay, you have 30 minutes to feel like this, or <laughs> maybe it's something really that's making me feel funky, and maybe I give myself a day. And then I say, okay, we're done with this now. Let's like move that. on. Let's get out and do something. If you go out and do something physical and active or be around friends mm-hmm. or just have a different mindset, it will change your whole outlook. I guarantee it. I agree. Because sometimes you, you're fighting this mood, and you just can't shake it, and you're like, I am just down. And then yeah. you, you just allow yourself to, okay, I'm going to, like for me, it's exercise, listen to music. Okay, I'm done. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and the mood, as we know, we all know this, the mood doesn't do us any good. But I think you do need to allow yourself to have it. But for me, I put a time limit on it. If if, if I'm angry or in a funk or mm-hmm. irritated, whatever it is, I have a time limit. I rant and rave about it. I you know get bummed out about it. Go into my little silence mode. But yeah. then I'm done and I cut it off and I try not to go back to it and I move forward because doing something proactive I think is always helpful in your state of mind. Yes. And I love what you said earlier about uh, technology because if we get swept up in social media, you know, I was talking to my daughter about this, 
all somebody has to do is post a picture of their face and people comment good or bad and then you're looking for those accolades and it's very warped. Yes, I I see that all the time and um, I think you have to be very careful of that. You know, maybe if you like to post on social media, maybe it's not always your face or a selfie. Maybe it's right. um, talking about other people around you and talking about the positive things about them to build another person up. I always think that's a good idea. That's why I love having girls not a four-letter word on Instagram, because we can talk about other girls all day long. Mm -hmm. And we talk about what I'm doing, too, but I'm not the focus. The girls in general are. And you know, it's interesting. By doing that, I maybe see one negative comment every five months. I do not see negative comments on that page when we're talking about girls. Everything is very positive. So it's a safe place for them to come. Yes, I love it. And can you talk a little bit about your TEDx Youth Talk in Santa Monica? Yeah, um, it was called Girls, Not a Four-Letter Word. Mm -hmm. And it was basically about uh, girls and skateboarding, how I got into it, the woman, my grandmother, who helped shape my career and was so positive and such a force behind me and how other girls and women can help bring up the next generation. And basically how to tune out the naysayers and the haters because you just... You know, you need to push ahead. You don't have time for that kind of negativity. Nobody does. Okay, you just said something which is very interesting. Your grandmother? Yes. Tell me about my gra- that. My grandmother was uh, my biggest champion in skateboarding. She Aww. was the one pushing me and uh, telling me to go for it. And she was even the one when skateboarding was dying out saying, you got to learn to windsurf. Windsurfing's the next biggest thing. we got to get you windsurfing. So Aww. she was... Um, she was a trailblazer before her time, and she really saw a vision with skateboarding, and she loved it, and she loved the kids in it. Um, she just she just thought it was a very positive thing for me to be doing, even if it meant me missing school or, you know, I'll be <laughs> honest, ditching school. She was for it, 100%. That is so funny. But it's, it's life. She wanted you to get out there and just yes. live life and learn through that. Yes, she definitely did. And without her behind me, I don't think I would have been able to do all that I did in skateboarding. So I'm very, very thankful. And it's interesting that it wasn't, um, you know, my father or grandfather or even directly my mother. It was my grandmother who was really doing all this and driving me from place to place. You know, a relationship with a grandmother is so amazing sometimes. It it is. She, She basically taught me to ask for what I want. And because of her, I ended up you know, skating with Puma tennis shoes because I was going through tennis shoes super fast. She said, write a letter. You know, we didn't have email. Write a letter. Right. I did. And next thing you know, she's driving me down there waiting in the car while I go in with my little portfolio at, you know, 16 years old pitching myself. Oh, so, I love her. <laughs> yeah, she was the best. Oh. Well, I think we just have a few more minutes. Do you have any last bit of advice for listeners that, you know, are maybe they want to get started? I, th- I know you mentioned the clinics. Yeah, I would say get a skateboard and just get out there and try it. You'll Mm -hmm. really love it, and uh, it's so fun. And there's so many other girls now to skate with, boys and girls, and everybody is so welcoming, and it's such a positive environment. You can Mm -hmm. have the worst day ever, and you go out and get on your skateboard, and it's becoming a good day. And you can do it anywhere. You can take it on the plane. I I take mine everywhere. No, it's great. I, I had this favorite hill in Connecticut I used to skateboard down. It was a little steep. And um, I wasn't wearing a helmet or anything at the time. And I just remembered the freedom I felt flying down yes. that hill. Yes, it is pure freedom. That's a great word to describe skateboarding. And that's how a lot of us describe it when asked. 
what is the best thing about it? It is freedom. Awesome. Cindy, I want to thank you so much for calling in. Can you throw out your website one more time? Yes, it's girl is not a number it's number four. Girl is not a four letter word dot com. Perfect. Well, I look forward to meeting you sometime. I'm going to try to come to the ceremony on the 14th. Sounds great. I'd love to see you there. And Sounds thanks good. so much for having me on the show. It's You're been awesome. so welcome. All right. Take care. Take care. Bye. Bye. That was the amazing Cindy Whitehead. How inspiring. She is kick butt. Uh, she was talking about skateboarding and, and just so many great things. And if you missed any part of the show, we'll be up on my blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org, within an hour or so after I wrap. And uh, Sheldon Abbott is standing by, but he's not coming on until 10. He's doing the fist bump and the wave. All right. And uh, so if you want to find out about being a guest on my show, I get a lot of different inquiries from people in health and wellness industry to athletes, filmmakers, anybody. You can just send me an email to Janine, J-A-N-E-A-N-E, at KUCI.org. And again, you can visit my blog And that shows all the different people I've had on the show. There's a whole variety of folks. So you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.